camping in Elgo speak isn't related to anything to do with pitching a tent or how to light a fire. Really, what it refers to is the fact that users are actually discussing abortion during this year's overturning of Roe versus Wade. You know, even the LGBT community feel that some of their content is getting downgraded by the algorithm when they use terms like gay and lesbian and things like that. So they're turning to using other terms, you know, like leg booty. So what they've done is they've kind of taken this camera and smart computer and they've put it into a kind of a humanoid uh, format. If you think about it, it's not life and death like it is, you know, driving a car at 70 miles an hour. It needs to be more sure-footed. It needs to do more, like move boxes. It needs to do more than that. If it could cook me lunch or if it could do the ironing, that's what I'm talking about. It seems like Elon has given up on fighting Twitter and just decided to buy it at the full price. This X app will be very interesting. He'll probably try to like create a WeChat version for like the Western world. Maybe. We'll see. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Disconnected. I'm Jack Sharma, joined by Jason Kapadia and Felina Tan. Coming up, Algo Speak. What is it and what's it used for? Tesla's new robot called Optimus. Jason's convinced Elon to buy Twitter again. And a very <laughs> special and finally. So Felina, how are you? It's been a little while. How are you keeping? It's been a little while. I'm good. I got married a few weeks ago. You so, did. Uh... You did get married. Congrats on that. Huge congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Lots happening on Disconnected. I mean, Jen's going to have a baby soon. Mm. It's I've gotten married. What's next? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what will happen next? So yeah. So you're. A, are you? Are you still Felina Tan? Are you keeping that name, or are you Felina something else now? Yeah, it's going to be Caddick Hyphen Tan. Whoa. Felina Kadiktan. Well, I like it. I like it. So, Thank you. It's very, very... Progressive? I, not only progressive, but very, like, I'd imagine a top person at an agency that I'd be meeting, you know? <laughs> I've, I'm going in to, you know, sign with a new agency. It'll be, I'm, I'm meeting um, Felina Kadiktan at two o'clock. Well, wow, okay. Hopefully... <laughs> That's a prophecy, hopefully. Oh, yes. We'll we'll see. Yes, we'll see. In time to come. We'll see. So why don't you start us off today, Felina? Why don't you start us on this whole on this whole algo speak thing? Yeah, for sure. So I think this is a very interesting one and a topic that perhaps many of us may not be in touch with at all. I mean, we all know that social platforms and messaging services are no strangers to acronyms and slang terms. So for example, LOL is laugh out loud, OMW is on my way, OMG is oh my God, and then TY is thank you. However, these days, there's a lot actually that's going on in conversations and it's disguised as harmless words or emojis. And so that's what we call algo speak. So some of these alternative phrases and emojis include the words camping, cheese pizza, and a crap emoji. Just to break it down a little bit further, camping in algo speak isn't related to anything to do with pitching a tent or how to light a fire. Really what it refers to is the fact that users are actually discussing abortion during this year's overturning of Roe versus Wade to get past human and AI moderation. And if we talk about cheese pizza, it's a phrase that actually refers to the explicit trading of child images. 
I mean, who would have thought that a basic dish like cheese pizza would mean something so sinister? Um, it's all very wild. Um, it's all very, I guess, new for many of us. But really, that's the point of algo speak. You take something innocent or unassuming and you flip its meaning tenfold. So the last example that I want to share is the crab emoji, which spiked massively in the UK quite recently. As we all know, Queen Elizabeth II passed away a few weeks ago. So the crab emoji actually signifies a crabby response to the news, which equates to a metaphoric eye roll to the passing of the monarch. So again, that, there's a lot more out there, uh, which for many of us, we would miss out completely if we were not in the know. I mean, in the past disconnected episodes, we've discussed a lot about social regulations, about privacy, about social accountability. If anything, Elgo Speak should be a key driver for laws focus on content moderation to be put into place. There has to be some sort of, you know, human involvement because it can't be left solely to AI machines to moderate these platforms, at least in my view, just given how rapidly, you know, new things keep popping up, especially with these like alternative phrases and emojis. When they come into play, they can completely remain undetected because it just, again, sounds so innocent. So censoring, you know, specific words, phrases and emojis alone will not cut it. Humans will always find alternatives. And I do think that, you know, with, with Algo Speak, perhaps it's time for platforms, it's time for us as a society to really, you know, just be more mindful about how we can make tech giants more accountable as we can for ourselves as well. Yeah, just... So I guess that opens up the conversation around like, what do you guys think of this phenomenon and how do you feel about it more importantly? So this kind of thing has always been around. I mean, it's, it's an idiolect of where people are using stuff that or terms that are not really understood by others. And you touched upon it with things like OMG and LOL. You know, the youth have always used this one that you may or may not have used, but back when I was using MSN Messenger and AOL Messenger, POS was parents over shoulder. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. That I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that. So, well, maybe you weren't trying to hide stuff from your parents. I'm sure you were very good. So, <laughs> you know, I think these idiolects have always, you know, always existed, but now it's interesting that there's a need for people of all ages just to engage in conversation freely and not just written, but also spoken or, you know, especially when they use kind of these voice synthesizers on, on TikTok, for example, the algorithms don't play too kindly to some of the terms that are being used. And the article you shared on this noted that, you know, even the LGBT community feel that some of their content is getting downgraded by the algorithm when they use terms like gay and lesbian and things like that. So even, you know, they, they're turning to using other terms, you know, like leg booty instead of um, it, leg booty is LGBTQ. So they'll, you'll, you could, you could see that on TikTok and um, using the dollar sign when writing lesbian. So things like that. Yeah. And um, I quite, I find it quite funny that I've in, in in looking into this, I found out that nipples is nip knops. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's it's you know it's understandable that you know algorithms they're going to 
pick up things that may come across as rude or controversial and they will downrate it um, in terms of how far it could go organically. But this also pushes into the realms of things around the vaccine and the pandemic. And we did touch upon it in the last episode that there are people that are perhaps less pro-vaccine or perhaps even completely anti-vax. And they certainly feel that they've been marginalized to the point that, you know, they have to use different terms. So anti-vax groups, you know, they call themselves dance party groups on Facebook, for example. So they, they'll set themselves up as a, as a different topic just to hide who they are. So in terms of how I think of it, I think, well, algorithms are not perfect. And your point about the need for human involvement, human interaction in this, the amount of communications and messages that happen across the web, across social every second, it'd be difficult for humans to be as involved as they probably need to be. So therefore we rely on algorithms. And this is where issues arise, where someone, let's take the LGBTQ example, someone might be trying to inform the community, put out supportive, nurturing content, but because they've used terms like gay and lesbian, the algorithm doesn't like that and it's not going to take the risk, and so they're just going to automatically downgrade it, which is not right. I'm not saying it's right at all. It's not right. But I can understand why these algorithms do that and why it happens, and it is unfortunate. And if that means we have to do things like algo speak, then so be it. You know, The internet should still be a place for free speech. We know that Jason certainly believes that. So... <laughs> it's it is a shame that algo speak has to exist but algo speak as i'm as i made point my point has already always existed to a degree even long before the the internet people were having code names and nicknames for things i don't see a way around it at the moment yes in an ideal world there would be more human interaction there would be more human oversight but i, I don't see a, a way around it at the moment so i see that there's a necessity for algo speak yeah, I mean, um, even if you look at, you know, over 2000 years ago when Jesus uh, was around, you know, you had the, the Christian fish that they used to paint or, you know, have symbols on. So, yeah, like you said, Jag, you know, I'll go speak has been going on for, uh, you know, probably since the beginning of times, uh, humankind anyway. Yeah, so there's no way around it. There's no way that humans can actually moderate all of the, you know, billions of pieces of content that uh, humans generate every day. So, yeah, this is just um, something that I don't think is going to be resolved anytime soon. So if you will allow me, Felina, mm -hmm. I've done a little quiz for you and Jason off the back of this topic that you found, because... <laughs> Sure, there's there's a there's a dark side to to algo speaking. It is a serious topic, but just learning what some of these terms are and what they're used for, some of them are very dark and and you know not uh, things that I didn't want to find out about, like the meaning you gave for cheese pizza. Um, it's kind of shocking, but I thought, despite that, it's an opportunity for a quiz, and there are some terms out there, and I'd love to to do this with you guys. So, so here we go. Let's have, a, let's have a little quiz on algo speak. Right. I've got three questions. Let's see which one of you two comes out on top. So question number one, what is another term used to describe algo speak? And there are four choices. Is it A, 
Darth Maul in, B, Darth Vader in, C, Voldemort in, or D, Winnie the Who? Felina, what do you think it is? Oh my lord, I, I'm going to fail this massively, even though it's my topic. I think it's C, Voldemorting. Okay. Yeah, I think the same. Oh, you've both gone for Voldemortin. <laughs> and the answer is C, Voldemortin. So well yeah. done to you both. Do you know Do you know why it's called Voldemortin? Is it the whole idea of like, he who must not be named? Is that like... Mm. Mm, spot that, on. Is that the spot re- on? Yeah. yeah well okay. done. Well done. Uh, no bonus point for that though. But just interested to know if you knew. So yeah. So okay. So um, one one. So second question: What term is used when saying COVID nineteen in videos? Is it A. Backstreet Boys reunion tour? B. Spice Girls reunion tour? C. Back to the Future reboot? Or D. Terminator reboot? Let's wow. go to Jason. Let's go to Jason first. Terminator reboot. <laughs> okay. Jason's gone for D, Terminator reboot. What do you I'm think? I'm going to go for S- Spice Girls reboot. Okay. B, Spice Girls reunion tour. Okay. Uh, so the correct answer is, I wish I had a drum roll, A, Backstreet Boys <laughs> reunion <laughs> tour. <laughs> so, mental, mental. But there we go. So that's that's what they're doing to avoid avoid. Wait, uh, Jack. Being what, what, what's the reason? What's I, the reason I, of Backstreet you know Boys? I actually don't know the reason why why it is Backstreet Boys reunion tour. <laughs> so that is a mystery to me as well. But you know, I found it fascinating. Okay, so still one one. Third and final question. Vaccinated people are sometimes referred to as A, divers, B, swimmers, C, jumpers, D, sailors. Felina? Swimmers? Yeah, swimmers. Oh, you've both gone for swimmers. And the correct, oh, the correct answer is B, swimmers. <laughs> so... It's a draw. It's a draw. You're um are you are you both vaccinated? Are you both yep. swimmers? You're both swimmers. Triple, yes. triple yeah, vaccinated. Yeah. All right, show off. <laughs> I just wanted to go on holiday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm a swimmer also. So there we are. We're all swimmers. So there we go. Good stuff. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah, I enjoyed that. I might I might introduce a, qu- a quiz a quiz more often. Um, yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, anyway, you both drew, so well done to you both. Brilliant. So, yes, we'll move on from from Algo Speak. We'll move on from Voldemortin. Jason, why don't you tell us about Tesla's new robot, Optimus? And has it got anything to do with uh, Transformers? Yeah, I mean, well, Transformers, the reason that they called it Optimus Subprime is because, obviously, it's nowhere near the level of functionality that you know the transformers have but you know it's it's early early days but you know they demonstrated their very early prototype of its you know tesla's humanoid robot it walked around i guess a bit gingerly moving its hands around the stage and kind of you know just it it looked very very early uh, as a prototype and they showed videos of it kind of walking around moving boxes watering plants 
And you're probably thinking, oh, well, you know, I've seen something like this before. There's nothing special here. You know, Honda unveiled their Asimo robot, you know, more than 20 years ago. And, you know, we've all seen the viral Boston Dynamics videos of their uh, robots doing parkour and backflips and stuff like that. So you're probably thinking, you know, why is Jason so excited? Well, I'm really excited because, you know, well, first of all, just a bit of background, you know, Tesla has around 160,000 cars that are already full self-driving uh, around in the States. And, um, you know, if you think about how humans actually drive, it's just, you know, we've got two cameras, which are our eyes and, and a very powerful brain that help us kind of like figure out what's happening in the world and kind of navigating around it. So Tesla have eight cameras in their car and they've got this really efficient, very powerful brain um, computer chip that sits in the car. And the, the car's all navigate around uh, using vision only. And, you know, the, the people who are using it on the latest software version, are you know, most trips, they don't need to really intervene or, you know, take control of the of the steering wheel. So what they've done is they've kind of taken this camera and smart computer and they've put it into a kind of a humanoid uh, format. And if you think about it, it's not life and death like it is, you know, driving a car at 70 miles an hour. This is like a robot that kind of walks at the same speed or much slower than a human. It's unlikely to harm uh, anything because, you know, it's around the same size as a human, but you could always just run away if if it starts going crazy. But I guess what gets me really excited compared to other robots is, you know, the other robots you see in Boston Dynamics and uh, the Asimo, you know, everything is has to be remotely controlled by a human or scripted. So someone has to kind of, write down all of the steps of actions that it needs to do and it will do it. But what this Tesla bot has, it's a, a very, very powerful neural nets that kind of run this artificial brain inside it. So it can actually navigate around the world by itself. It can figure out, you know, which pass it needs to take. You can put it anywhere in any scenario and it should be able to try to figure it out. And the, the other thing that gets me really excited about it is most other robots that are around, like, say, the Honda Asimo, you know, they had a price tag of around $2 million and they didn't really sell any of those robots. And even the Boston Dynamics ones, you know, they're really expensive and they don't haven't really made that many of them. Whilst this Tesla bot is designed to be mass manufactured. So we're going to see tons of them around, especially if they are at the same price that, you know, Elon said on on the presentation, which is around $20,000. And, you know, so if you think about it, if they are able to realize this vision in the next couple of years, you're going to see these robots kind of displacing human labor, which is pretty much, you know, the, the economy, you know, it's all about human labor, but obviously it's going to just take the really simple tasks first, you know, like walking in the factory and kind of moving boxes and and bits around. Um, But soon enough, it's going to, you know, be able to start taking over like fast food, kind of flipping burgers and doing those type of things. And especially if it only costs 20,000, you know, these companies are going to be really motivated to start replacing some of their staff with it rather than paying, you know, hundreds of thousands for robots that might have downtime, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, might you know, can only do narrow things. What What's planned for this is kind of like you would buy the, the robot and then you can kind of buy functionalities that the robot can do. So say, you know, in the future, you want one just to be able to cook or clean or something like that. You can just kind of 
pay a monthly fee for it. So if this does happen, I mean, wow, it's going to really change all of our lives. And when Elon and the team, you know, have a goal, it seems like, you know, they really most of the time deliver on it. So what do you guys think? Um, do you, you know, are you excited about this bot? Do you think it's going to change our lives in the future? Jason, have you seen iRobot? I was thinking about that while Jason was talking. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope uh, there's some <laughs> safety uh, mechanisms in there. But yeah, I mean, it seems like we're going to be heading down that path. So t- 20000 for a robot. Sure, the prototype that was shown, I watched the video. I mean, it's got wires coming out of it all over the place. So that's already a a health and safety hazard. So hopefully the the one that comes out in 2027 is going to be not as hazardous. And then the time it took to walk from one office desk to the other, carrying a box, I'd be frustrated watching it doing that. And also, it didn't look sure-footed. I'd be asking it, are you okay? Do you need help? In the end, I'd be helping the robot just just to deliver its own box. So <laughs> it it needs to be more sure-footed it needs to do more like move boxes it needs to do more than that if, if it could cook me lunch or if it can do the ironing oh that would be that's what i'm talking about if it could iron a good shirt because i i love a you know i love a well-ironed shirt and i'm i happily iron them myself but it takes me like 20 minutes to do one shirt and i know that means i'm not the best ironer out there but then that means i've got to put on what big bang theory or something else on netflix get through one episode per shirt you know it's not a great use of my time. Whereas if I could have a robot where I pay 20,000 and it's going to cook me lunch, it's going to iron my shirts, you know, I don't know what else it could do. I mean, I quite enjoy hoovering. So, you know, I don't want it to take things necessarily away from me that I'm okay with doing myself. I don't know, 20,000. And then, and then conveniently, if I wanted to do certain extras, I don't know if it can drive, but then the whole Tesla thing is meant to drive itself, but then we're all meant to be sat in the driver's seat anyway. I don't know. I think if it could do a few more things for 20000 but then, you know, I still think about iRobot, you know? I know you're ready to embrace it, Jason, but, yeah, that's my view on it. I mean, to be fair, Jag, what you described was like the prototype. Like, I'm sure the wires will not be hanging out of the robot. I'm sure it can run with the box versus like crawling speed with the box, hopefully. But the price point is it's quite high. But, you know what? You I know. didn't say I wanted them to run because, again, <laughs> I've seen iRobot. I just want them to be able to walk at a good pace that I don't want, I don't want or need them to run because Jason made a valid point that we, sh- you know, we can run away from them yeah, and we should be yeah. able to run away from them. I just yeah. want to be able to walk sure footed and at a fair pace so that I'm not worried that they're going to topple over, but yeah, sure. Fair it's enough. a prototype. Yeah. I think if, if we all see it as like a positive addition to our lives, I think that's good, but I don't want it to replace like, a lot of, I guess, human jobs. Because it's like, then that's sad, right? And because employment will be like affected and things like that. Well, well, no, hang on, hang on, Felina. You used to live in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. You know how bad the service is in restaurants here. I I would be okay with the waiters and waitresses to be one of Jason and Elon's robots. Because the service will definitely get better. Definitely. I'm not going to get shouted at 
for no reason and then ignored when I actually need something. So I think there are some human jobs where these robots could could do it better. Fine. Fair point. Fair point. Remember, they've only been working on this bot for the last, I think they said like eight months, eight to 10 months. So yeah, I mean, if you see the progress, it doesn't seem like it's amazing right now, but it's it's going to exponentially grow. And I think that we're going to be maybe living in the future where it, we're going to be living in the world of abundance because these robots will be able to farm potentially they'll be able to cook food you know it's going to just bring the cost of all these things down you know when you go to a fancy restaurant obviously the labor of you know these chefs and you know the service everything you know it makes a meal so expensive but you know the robots can literally be programmed to make the same meal for a lot cheaper so then even the lower income people can uh, go to a certain restaurant eat from the robots and then if you want that premium human experience then, you know, you can pay more. So, you know, I, th- I see, you know, it's going to be great for us, especially in the short term. I, the Long term, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of what we're going to all do. Yeah. I mean, we can still teach them. I mean, whoever taught that robot to carry a box, it was holding the box from the sides, you know? Like, you learn that as a kid. Like, one of your parents will shout at you for picking up a box from the sides, not putting one hand underneath, and then the stuff falls out from it. So whoever's programmed these robots you know, never really had to do much around the house when they were growing up. So there'd still be opportunity for, for human involvement. But I will take on board Felina's point and I will accept that this is just a prototype and there will be more to come from it. And you know what? I would embrace it. You know, 20,000, if it can do a lot, then it's, you know, it could, could be a good deal. And also it could be great for retired people, you know. Um, it could stop a lot of people needing to go into homes they have their iRobot at home looking after them, cooking for them, telling them when they can go out, when they can stay in, that kind of stuff. Anyway, thank you, Jason. And let's move on to more Elon-related news from you, Jason. Why don't you tell us? I believe I believe the sale is back on. Yeah, so I'm going to keep this short. Um, you know, we've been talking about this deal since April. Can you believe it? It seems like Elon has given up on fighting Twitter and just decided to buy it at the full price that he proposed of around $44 billion. He tried to get a discount, you know, when he found out all of the bots uh, and all of that. But it seems like courts aren't in his favor as he signed the deal and waived his right to due diligence. But yeah, Twitter's stock price went up like 22%. So it seems like, it, you know, the market's looking that, you know, Elon's going to actually have to buy this thing. Well, he already tweeted that, you know, buying Twitter's accelerant to creating X, the everything app. Now, we don't know what X is, but yeah, it seems like he wants to kind of just, you know, have an app where he can, uh, you know, you can discuss things freely, I guess, uh, without bots and, um, I guess maybe payments and everything is going to be included in that. I don't know. Uh, But he still needs to round up his investors uh, to get the final approval. But let's see how many people actually leave Twitter uh, when he actually, you know, takes over. And can he actually get rid of the bots? Can he realize his vision? How do you guys feel? He reminds me of an old relative. We've all got one, whether it's an uncle or an auntie or a grandparent, that they've agreed to buy something and then they want something thrown in for free or they want a discount, you know? So they've agreed to buy the sofa and then all of a sudden 
after it's been agreed, they suddenly want a discount or they want free delivery or they want the old sofa taken away. So that that's how my initial feeling is. In terms of the exodus of Twitter employees, they're just making way for you, Jason. So I wouldn't worry about it. They'll all go. <laughs> and then it, by their office is, is near Regent Street in London. So that'll be a nice location for you, Jason, when, when you do go on board there. And yeah, in terms of the free speech thing and all of that, you know, I guess Twitter will be the one place where we won't need to be Voldemort in, where we won't need Algo speak, you know? Mm-hmm. We could talk completely freely and it'll all get nicely pushed to the top of the algorithm. Yeah. But it's good. I'm glad I'm glad the sale's back on, actually. It'll be a, quite an interesting thing to see. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, right, with Elon, like, everything he does, everything he touches has good quality you know like obviously his personality can be very controversial but the products that he puts out there i mean they've been pretty great so this x app will be very interesting he'll probably try to like create a wechat version for like the western world maybe we'll see we'll see yeah he probably will but then there'll be bundles and extras that you can pay for just like in a tesla car and just like (laughs) with your optimus robot you can buy the base model and then you can you can get the extras afterwards. So that's that's I'm sure that's what it will be. But it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. I'm sure. No, all jokes aside, I am I am interested. And I'm glad the sales going through. And I am. It's, it's actually makes it exciting. It makes it exciting to see what is he going to do with this. Because sure, like, and we've touched upon it a few times now in the podcast over the past few months. Like there are many things that I disagree with people's views and people's opinions and what people say, especially hurtful things. There's a lot of stuff out there that I read online that quite hurtful and harmful, but free speech should be allowed to to live and thrive. And there there, there has to be a way that free speech can can still exist in in this modern Web 2.0, Web 3.0 world. So let's let's see let's see what comes of it. So yeah, thanks for that, Jason. So yeah, moving on, we've got a very special and finally, and both Jason and Felina don't even know what I'm about to say. So uh, this will come as a surprise to them as well. So at twelve forty-five p.m. today, Hong Kong time, on today's day of recording, baby Eloise was born weighing 3.3 kilograms just over seven pounds guys no jen campbell way. is a mum <laughs> no so, way yeah awesome. yeah so yeah so jen is a mum baby eloise the first disconnected baby love it so yeah it's exciting it's exciting it's super exciting i even googled w- which famous people were born on today's day and <laughs> There weren't a lot, unfortunately. So maybe baby Eloise will be the the, the most famous one yeah. in the future. She'll lead the way. Yeah. She will. She will. And you know what? She's got a great mum in Jen Campbell. So she's she's very already one of the luckiest babies around. So yes, welcome to the world, baby Eloise. Woo! So yeah, yeah. This is a big news <laughs> episode. We we got Felina getting married, and Jen's now a mum. Yeah, it was a, it's a really feel-good, feel-good episode. So, yes, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. And thank you to everyone listening for, for joining as well. As usual, 
All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Disconnected and we will see you on the next one.